Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Paranormal and the Sacred Radio Show with your featured host, Shah McCain, a forensics counselor, psychic, writer, artist, modern day Christian mystic, and UFO experiencer. Shah introduced guests who are experts on all aspects of the paranormal and the sacred. The Paranormal and the Sacred Radio Show has been featured on Blog Talk Radio as Staff Pick. And now for your host, Shaw McCain. Wow. Anyway, this is your host, Shaw McCain, and I want to say uh, good evening to everybody. This is the 4th of July weekend, and the weather got really perfect. So uh, we're very happy to say that... Uh, we are having a cooling down spell, and we're really happy in Southern California. And I feel really bad for those out in the desert because I know that you're roasting your heads off. But is you know what's going on this weekend? What's going on in Roswell is a happening plot right now this whole Fourth of July weekend. So if you're anywhere near Roswell, New Mexico, go ahead and head on over there to the the alien uh, festival and you'll see a lot of our loving peeps over there and uh it's really fun and they have a street parade and uh good food good friends and it's a lot of fun and people co- are walking around in costumes and it's really crazy this time of year but i don't think it's too hot i went a couple of years ago and the weather was just nice in, in new mexico so anyway go head out to roswell so we just like to welcome you to the paranormal and sacred radio show my show is created to provide an open-minded platform that welcomes the gifted and extraordinary thinkers from every walk of life and circumstance. We don't care who you are. Please follow me on Facebook for upcoming events and special speakers from around the world. The call number tonight is 619-924-9744, and the paranormal secret airs every Friday night, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, unless I want to take a day off, so then you know that I'll have something else for you either Saturday or next week. Anyway, during the show, I usually take uh, people's questions in chat, but uh, the chat is not working tonight. Um, I don't know if I can fix it during the show. I hope so. But for right now, uh, there's no chat. Sorry, my little chatters. I love you, but no. And uh, let's see. You know, please, uh, when you make call-ins, I will take your reading requests in order that I receive them. And you have to be patient because sometimes we can't get straight to the line or I'm speaking with somebody else. And uh, so anyway, if you want your cards read tonight for free, come on ahead and call me. So anyway, I just have a few announcements to make. There's plenty of stuff going all over the world. Uh, let's see. They're still doing the 2017 Folk Congress. Uh, they're getting it all together. So uh you Go to the UFO Congress Facebook page, and you can also go to the tweet at the hashtag IUS UFO report. So mark your calendars. It's coming up in February 19, 2017. So save your money so you can go ahead and stay at the resort where everybody's going to be staying so you can all talk and hang out together in between speakers and stuff like that. So here's the host hotel. Opa Resort. We'll keep you up to date on any conference and on Open Mind TV and the FSO newsletter, which I get. So if you want any more information, we'll see them. Anyway, uh, this is for immediate release. Yvonne Smith, Close Encounters Research Organization International, CERO, 
is not only a wonderful uh, friend, she's also a licensed therapist, and she helps many experiencers and people with PTSD, and specifically people that have had abduction. If you want help, go ahead and call Yvonne Smith at 818-383-6903. And also you can reach her by email, which is probably a cool way to get to her, Yvonne4PTSD at gmail.com. And you can go to the website, www.serointernational.com. I went over there and looked to see if there was any events coming up immediately. I didn't see any refreshed on the page, so as soon as they are, I will uh, be. They have monthly or bi-monthly uh, speakers, and the speakers have been phenomenal. So uh, anyway, so if you're local to Southern California, if you're not in my conference when the speakers come, uh, you're very welcome. Uh, let's see. We also have for experiencers, so you can come and there's just a, a donation of ten dollars uh, per member uh, to attend groups, and um, they're really great. So they're at a different place every month, and uh, want just uh, just kind of you know go join the group and let Yvonne know because the groups are private, and uh, but your friends are welcome and you are welcome to come. And uh, but the locations we keep private. So first you have to go through a little bit of talking to people, and then you can come sit with us. Anyway, let's see what else we're doing here. I have another friend, a, a very uh, you know a creative and uh, respected hypnotherapist, Kim Troutman. You can find her at Kim T R O T M A N dot com. And she's actually in Newport Beach, and she's at 2400 West Pacific Coast Highway in Suite 7 in Newport Beach. She has a beautiful office down there. Her phone number directly is 866-546-8768. And uh, she does past life regression. She does uh, chakra clearing, uh, energy work, and uh, intuitive counseling. And she's a very nice person with a... uh, a very learned background. I think you'd like to get to know her. Anyway... Go ahead and uh, get a hold of Kim if you need past life regression and crystals and chakras and all that kind of stuff. And she's a wonderful person anyway to talk to. And then I have another lady friend, and it's Marilyn Salas. And she's Captain Robert Salas's uh, wife. And she has made these beautiful essential oils that are available in stores around Ojai, but she also will mail them to you. And uh, they're called Love's Blessing. You can get them from our website at www.lovesblessing.com. And they're out of Ojai, and uh, she's just a wonderful person. So go ahead and use essential – I think they're like 21 different essential oils. And it smells like incense to me, so I really, really love to uh, to smell that stuff. So I use it every day. So sort of like giving myself a little blessing and asking God to watch over me as I go out for the day and cause trouble in the streets. But anyway, uh, so tonight we're, we are actually having an open mic night. So if you'd like to call in and have your cards read or anything else, 619-924-9744. And uh, we're going to also, I'm going to read you the local news of what's going on around here. Uh, there's a, I want to thank uh, the Par- Paranormal News Group. Uh, for the information I'm about to give you, they're just uh, uh, great people. They have their website is uh, beforeitsnews.com and it's slash paranormal. 
And uh, there's a more there's a few interesting things going on here, and uh, there's a um, there's actually uh, a family photo of an alien craft over Argentina. So this is what happened July 1st. So that's today. So uh, we're gonna go over there. We're gonna look at this family photo of an alien craft, and uh, you know South America seems to be very much open-minded than our government is about the UFO and contactees and things like that. And, uh, you know, so we're getting all kinds of stuff out of Mexico, South America, Argentina. And uh, let's see. And it's also saying in the last 24 hours, there's been some 60 sightings uh, from various places. So, okay, so I'm looking at a picture of a bridge. At this point, I wish I, I had like a, something like a show you. I'll do is I'll post it. Uh, and so to uh, this is the article here. And it's uh, two members of a family in uh, Central uh, Cultural Co claim that they'll be able to see an identified flying object, a UFO, fleeting seconds at the La Rinacana, not far from uh, Junin de los Andes. They took photographs of the event, which really scared them. And the and then the web portal conveyed that the statements were made by Veronica, one of the protagonists of the incredible story, who noted that the family was on its way to Junin and stopped at La Rinconada. I wish somebody Spanish could read this for me. La Rinconada spent some time on the banks of the the uh, bridge. And then, sure enough, let me see. You can see there's a bridge. And it looks like an airplane to me, sorry to say, but I'm not sure, you know, uh, it looks like a large airplane, so I can't be sure what it is. So, dang it. So, uh, well, you know, (laughs) but it's a, uh, I think, uh, you know, uh, even closer, it does seem very large, but it would be like a large jumbo jet. So it's reflecting light, and uh, but they were there. They're saying it's a uh, it's a UFO that happened today, and um, I don't know what time it is there. But anyway, um, it's not that I don't believe people. Uh, if I think it's a bird, or if I think it's a plane, or if I even think it's Superman, I just say that. You know, I have seen a UFO close up, and uh, it's it wasn't vague at all. It was very close. Uh, me and my friend were actually driving south on the 405. This was during the 80s. And uh, she was driving. I was uh, sitting shotgun and kind of looking out the window. You know, you're doing your passenger. You just look at whatever's going by. And then uh, she all of a sudden said, what, you know, like she's trying to say, what is that? So I turned my head and looked at it, and I actually saw a UFO that was uh, metallic gray, non-reflective, flying um, uh, flying very low and slow, lower than a telephone pole. And we were in the slow lane, and it was actually going the opposite way in the slow lane. So there was no way we could – unless we're literally looking the other way, uh, we wouldn't have missed it. So I have felt uh, since this happened – that um, we're actually meant to see this thing. So it was about the size of a VW, 
and it was a shape of a very, very blown up airplane. Like if you blew it up, almost cartoonish. That's what that's what you saw. It did not reflect light. There was no sound, and it was going through the sky like it was butter. I mean, it was stunning. And uh, we looked at it, and uh, I caught my sister in the back seat. She was laying in the back seat. Everybody just you know got off of work. We we're going to a dance. And it was dusk, and I tried to shake her awake. And uh, she, my sister woke up, looked out the bat, uh, back window, and she said, I said, look, look what's out there. And she said, you mean that bat wing? And I was like, oh, my God, I didn't see a bat. See, we only saw the front and underneath. And uh, she saw the bat, back, and she thought it looked like a bat wing, which we did not see. So anyway, we went on to this dance. We totally forgot about what we saw. So anyway, we uh, met uh, about three or four sailors there. They all wanted to go out to breakfast and you know, we were very in a very, you know, happy mood. And so we all were waiting outside for the last person in our, our party to come. And we're just standing there talking. So I was talking to this guy on my right. And I said, uh, have you, uh, I said, what's your birthday? You know, because it was the 80s, you know, what's your sign? But I said, what's your birthday? And he said, July 13th. I said, that's strange. That's my birthday. And when I said that, it kind of un- unlocked the vice block that was on my head against remembering that I saw a UFO, it opened it up. It kind of like uh, stepped aside so I could remember, something like that. It felt like that. Anyway, with all my strength and willpower, I told my friend, didn't we see a, a UFO on the way over here? And we started screaming. We, those guys ran away, and we don't remember what happened to us tonight. But uh, we started having all kinds of weird memories and uh, and from then on, you know, there's been very many alien abductions and stuff like that. You know, I had the, the blessing to be on a panel with Captain Robert Solis and Travis Walton. And uh, we were all talking and basically about the same thing. It's very mysterious. Um, it really did happen. And uh, it's happened to millions of people. And uh People are discredited, but I think it's getting to be a little bit more of an open door now. So anyway, I actually see a caller at this time in area code 917. I hope you want to talk tonight. So what I'm going to do, you haven't pushed mine once, so I'm going to check in on you. And if you just want to listen, just say, I want to listen. So you're live with the Paranormal and Sacred. What's your first name, please? Uh, Hello, my name is Anne. Hi, Anne. Where are you calling from? Hi. I'm calling from upstate New York, actually a little bit outside of what the New York um, UFO capital is, which is a a little village called Pine Bush. Yeah. Um, Up here where where I live, which is like, it's upstate, but it's lower state New York um, in the Hudson Valley. And there's a village over here called Pine Bush little town and they have a ufo festival every year um because there are tons of sightings um that happen over here um we're at the foothills of the cascade of the um catskill mountains yes and it's just uh quite an interesting (laughs) quite an interesting place to be so well, I used to live up near there when I was a kid, so uh, I did have weird things. My mother actually saw a sighting. She was in a park upstate New York in Poughkeepsie, uh, mm-hmm. not far as the stage you're talking about, but 
she saw my mother saw when she was fourteen. She was sitting in a park, and she saw. She said she saw five white, small white UFOs flying in formation, and they flew right over the park. And she saw them, and that was before I was born. So, you know, it is it is stuff going on. Have you seen anything up there? You know, I personally have. I don't. I really don't believe that I have seen any sort of sky anomaly and and I come out in my backyard where I am right now and it's dusk here so um but I I personally have never seen my son however who had friends who lived out there in Pine Bush when he'd be out at their house he said he saw all sorts of things whizzing around the sky um so maybe where I am it's just a little bit too much um ambient light in the night sky yeah. that we don't pick it up and where they are is more quite a bit more rural and they don't have as much light pollution. So I really don't know. Um, well, my experiences. I, yeah. Go yeah. ahead. Well, I just want to tell you, I found this uh, website right now and it's uh, it's weird us and it says pine bush, the UFO capital mm-hmm. of New York. And it says yeah. uh, to the cat, <laughs> this is true what you're saying. And it says uh, the pine bush is far from normal, quiet suburb. It seems like it, uh, that there's many sightings up there, and it and it's not as peaceful as, as it appears. And that uh, let's see, it says uh, Hudson Valley of New York has long been referred to as the home of a truly strange occurrences, and that ghost lights are seen in the woods regularly. Ghosts themselves from rampant through the entire area, and most famously, the Hudson Valley has long been known to be strange vessels, attract strange vessels and be- beings from outer space. <laughs> I just want, I just remembered something, man. You know, Whitley Strieber lived up there in some woods. I'm not sure. I know it's upstate New York, but he had... Yeah, really? Yes. He had those experiences up there, upstate New York. He had an awesome cabin up there. And uh, him and his wife and friends went up there, and they had all those experiences that led to that book, Communion. Wow. Well, this area of New York is really famous for its granite. It's got a lot of crystallization in the mountains here. And since we're at the foothills of the Catskills and and the hills start to come up, you know, uh, who knows? Maybe there's like some sort of mining operation going on out here. But um, what do you mean mining by the UFOs, the aliens? Yeah, I think I think that the ETs they they do different things to our planet. I think they they mine minerals. I think they are attracted by, um, you know, just certain things that they can't get wherever they're from. Right. And um. I think it's the same also out in the desert in Nevada, you know, in Sedona, in Arizona. I mean, I think that, you know, I think that there is some sort of uh, active harvesting of whatever resources that they can get away with without being too overexposed. Right, you know, it's, opening um, themselves you know, up to especially being, in Arizona. You know, to... Right, because there's okay, such one time I left the... over there. I'm sorry, I'm talking too much. 
Anyway, you know, sorry, Anne. Uh, I wanted to tell you that one time I was heading actually for Roswell. There's, I was just telling everybody there was a Roswell weekend. This weekend is the the UFO festival, the alien festival, whatever they're calling it. Anyway, everybody's over there for this whole weekend. And uh, uh, I was on my way there, but I got lost, right? So I was on my way to New Mexico, and I ended up in Arizona, but way up in Mexico. And I, I remember when I was up there, it was, uh, it was beautiful up there. It was in Flagstaff. You know, and the weather mm-hmm. was gorgeous. It was crisp and cool. I said, man, this is a nice part of Arizona. Where am I? And then I started realizing uh, that I was actually starting to drive near a snowflake where the Travis Walton thing happened. I, was, I actually accidentally ended up driving up there. And I had, wow. I had never done that before. I got lost and ended up up there. So there's do you something think very that you, going Do you on. think that happened on purpose? Do you think that that, oh, that occurrence happened because they wanted you to get there? I think it's odd, but it might be true because I had an eerie feeling, you know, that yeah. all of a sudden I, I felt like I was using up too much gas. And then I'm, I'm pulling into a liquor store parking lot, and I just sat there and cried because I was lost. And I oh. cried. If I fell over and cried, then I kind of straightened my brain out after crying. And so then I started realizing, well, just, you know, it's going to be all right. You can get out of here. Mm-hmm. So I kind of coasted all the way into Scotts. But when I was there, I really liked it there. And then I realized that I was near where the uh, Travis Walton incident happened. Because I just started wow. reading signs, and I went, I cannot believe that I got here, you know, just by being lost. I should have taken the 10 straight out. I could have gone straight to Roswell. Instead, I'm up and wandering up in the mountains somewhere. It was weird. Now, do you and think, it could have been do you, do you think that, that everything happens for a particular reason? Like, do you think maybe you were brought there to be enlightened about something? You know, it's really strange that you said that because I've been thinking about this all week. Very, uh, uh, you know, every chance I get, I just try to think. Uh, about coincidences and stuff like that. And I'm mm-hmm. starting to believe nothing mm-hmm. is a coincidence. Like nothing is a coincidence. This is all I, I, meant to be. I think in my in my personal journey, that's what I'm beginning to realize. So like if something weird happens to me or if I miss an exit or if I'm lost, don't know why, um, I just take it as a learning experience. Okay, there has to be some reason why I'm stuck in this traffic. There has to be a reason why I missed the exit and I have to, you know, go over a bridge and come back and and, and figure out what I got to do, you know. So um, I think it also relieves a lot of stress in the sense of feeling like um, the anxiety of, not doing something correctly. Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Like yes. like something yeah, so stupid that, yeah, like you do something every day all the time, and then all of a sudden you forget how to do it. And you're like, are you serious? Right. Why did this just happen to me? And then it could be for whatever random reason, for what it is, you shake it off and you move on. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I think that things, I think if we would just let ourselves live one day at a time, I think that we 
feel much more joy and happiness and less worry because we focus on what's going on right in front of us instead of worrying about the past and the future. You know, we're saving I agree. now. I think that's true. I'm glad you agree with it because I think uh, I think that's where we're going to be happy. I don't think we're going to be happy living in the past or in the future. But I had a weird I had a weird dream. Can I tell you my dream? Yeah. I had a weird dream. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you, you sound smart. <laughs> I think I know you. Anyway, <laughs> I want to pull your covers. Anyway, uh, I had this dream, and uh, it was about me trying to find financing for my house, right? Uh-huh. And I don't have a house, but I'm just saying in the dream I have a house. And I was trying to find financing. Like, how am I going to work this out? And they, and they said, guy, guess, guess who lives next door to you? And they said, Macaulay Culkin. I was like, like, when I woke up, I went, all right, I get it, I get it. So, you know, Macaulay Culkin has had problems, you know, seriously as an adult. And uh, Mm -hmm. anyway, uh, but what this is referring to is Home Alone. Remember when he was in that thing, Home Alone, that movie? Sure, sure. So I think this referred to me. I'm so worried about getting a house. Actually, I'm going to be alone in the house. I think that's what my subconscious was saying. So why are you worrying about it so much? I'm like, oh, my God. It was kind of horrible. So what do you think? Oh, my goodness. I know. That's pretty it's crazy. That's pretty it's telling me to let go, I think, because you're going to be home alone. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I wanted to know, um, Ms. McCain, if you wouldn't mind yeah. if I give a greeting in Spanish to all your Hispanic and, and Spanish-speaking oh, listeners. Yeah, I, I'm um, often so concerned because I can't speak Spanish. Go ahead. Okay. Yo quiero decir para toda la comunidad de Paranormal en Centroamérica, México, los países de Centro y Sudamérica, que nosotros los amos, yo y Charlene, y yo quiero que usted están creciendo en su camino con Dios y con nosotros. Dios te bendiga. So basically, Char, what I said was I am uh, talking to all the people in Central and South America, in Mexico. You know that you are welcome here and that uh, we hope you grow in your walk with us and with God. And God bless you. That's what I said. Mm, That's wonderful. You know, I have many people uh, contacting me, and uh, the first one to contact me was from South America, but he he was writing his language, right? So what mm-hmm. I did is I put it in one of those uh, translators, and he said, yeah. hi, you know, I'm listening to your show, and I went, wow. So I wrote him back, how are you listening to my show? And this is how I found this out. He said, uh, he said well... He said, when we hear it, it's translated into our language. I went, you're kidding me. And then somebody from Finland said, it's fantastic. And then somebody from Finland said the same thing. And the people from all over the world can hear the show. So, you know, it's a a blessing to me and an honor. And I'm so glad you gave that greeting because I feel really stupid because I don't know Spanish. And I really need to know. And uh, my son really speaks Spanish, and I'm very proud of him because he travels the whole world. So he he wants to learn the language, but he went to Mexico, uh, and uh, you know he learned Spanish to be able to do stuff there. So 
I can say words, mm-hmm. I just can't do a conversation. <laughs> well, that's you know what I mean? Good. I, kind of, I can say a lot of I words. Learned Spanish, I learned Spanish through, um, <laughs> well, my ex-husband is from Latin America, from, from Venezuela. And so I say I learned Spanish through injection. <laughs> well, adorable. Speaking Sorry, very stop. well. <laughs> no, it's a fact of life. It is. So, it is a fact so, of life. <laughs> so did you do you have any paranormal experiences you want to share with us tonight? This is kind of open night, Mike and I. I know everybody's away on their travels. A lot of people are, are really gone right now. So I'm really glad you called in. So, sure. Well, you know, it would be that I am staying home on a Friday night, as always. But, you know, I wouldn't want to spend it with anybody else but you. Um, oh, my I just God. Want to, I just want to say how wonderful um, a soul, a human being that you are. And really what you are doing is helping thousands and thousands of people around the globe. So, thank you for taking this risk and allowing me to... Um, walk my walk with you. So thank you so much. That's what it's all about. You know, something really weird happened a couple of days ago, and mm-hmm. uh, that I I know that I'm on the right track is that I was at work and these people were these uh, people were in trouble. I'm serious. They had just landed from. I am a counselor for federal prisoners and still in custody, uh, but mm-hmm. until they get get into probation. So I'm in like kind of transition phase person. Mm-hmm. So uh, they just came, they just had nothing. They came out, there was nothing provided, not from food to personal items to anything else, you know. So we quick, uh, you know, got a little thing going, and then uh, I can't say too much about what I did. But anyway, at mm-hmm. least it got them a couple bags to get going and to see their happiness, you know, the next day, the first day. You know, it's been hot here, you know. I don't know how New York has mm-hmm. been, but it's been really hot here. So they're just sweating and traveling and going around with tokens on a bus. It's just like a lot of suffering that doesn't have to happen. You know, mm-hmm. and the reason why it happens is because people are careless. Because usually right. it's not that disorganized. So I actually went and cruised up the the street after work. And I saw, yeah, that is right there. And I'd like to give a shout out to uh, the Salvation Army Corps. Because uh, mm-hmm. I called them, and then I went and looked at the address, and it is right up the street from me, from where I work. And so I sent them over there, and they gave them the hookup. You know what I mean? And they were so kind to them. And, uh, you know, that's what it's all did about. Did they speak it's like English? People... Yeah, they did. They, well, they were bilingual. It happens to be a couple of them were bilingual Spanish. And the people at mm-hmm. the place were so sweet to them. And, you know, I just lifted them up because they were desperate and sweating. It's a really... Uh, a hurtful thing to see happening, you know, but they're on their way and they're fine now, but I'm just glad that there's people there willing to help and open the door, you know, Mm because the lady answered the phone after hours, which was strange, you know, but I said, well, I'm sure glad you answered because it's kind of an emergency. So then anyway, they got straightened Mm -hmm. up the next day, but it made me feel good about what I'm doing, you know? Oh, Absolutely. Um, I would like to share with you, it's not necessarily a paranormal experience, okay. but it is an experience of spirituality, which I know yes, is such fine. a core of who you are. Um, yes, it is. Uh, I lived in on Staten Island um, and witnessed the September 11th attacks. 
and I witnessed them with my eyes. I was in the city. I saw the second plane go into the tower, too, and I saw the explosion um, with my very eyes. Like, most of the world saw it on television, Um, but I witnessed it firsthand, and I witnessed those towers, and I lived on Staten Island, and, and I was one of these people who took the Staten Island ferry every morning, and um, I tell you what I used to do. I used coffee, go to the front of the boat, and when we docked, I used to start praying because those towers represented God's greatness through humanity. They were an incredible feat of engineering, and while some people would say this is a man's accomplishment, I say it's God's accomplishment because he created us with the ability to make such massive and beautiful buildings. Um, So when this attack occurred, it literally knocked me sideways. And in all honesty, I was very angry at God. Uh, I am a very spiritual, very religious person. And um, I always talk with God. And in many ways, I, um, I would get like a sense of knowing or I'd hear something or I'd hear my own voice respond back to me. And um, I got angry at God. The only time that I was alone at that time was on my drive from the Staten Island Ferry to my home. And... I let loose, and I told God I was mad at him. How could you let these people do this tragedy, this horrible thing, to people like me, normal everyday people going to work, trying to support their family? How dare you let them do this in your name? Because what the terrorist would scream is, Allahu Akbar, which is, God is the greatest. God is great. So they did this horrible tragedy in their name. And I was very, very confused how God would allow that to happen. So I let it all out. I let my feelings go. And God never responded. So usually, like, I talk to God when I clean. Don't ask me why. But, like, you know, I had two little kids at the time, and I'm vacuuming my son's rooms and, and, you know, trying to pick up toys and things like that. And I stopped, and I said to God, you know, you know, you never answered me. It's gone like a month and a half or so, and you never really answered me on why you let this happen. You know, why is it that you brought this onto us? We're just good people trying to work. So around that time, I don't know if you remember, but we were learning about Taliban work. Yes. Do you remember that? Like all of a sudden we heard about Mm -hmm. people called the Taliban and how they treated their women like dirt and they wouldn't educate them and they would beat them and they would keep them basically as slaves, and when I said that to God, God responded to me and said, how do you think I feel about those women? How do you think I feel when those women are abused? 
And at that moment, what was revealed to me, what I really felt, was that we are all equal eyes of God. Yes. Every single one of us. So just because I was a New Yorker and I went to work with a big Wall Street company and I had this and I had that, just because of that doesn't mean that God loves me more than he loved that poor Taliban woman who is being suppressed and abused and destroyed spiritually, emotionally by these people. So it kind of put us all on the same level. So, yeah, yeah, we're New Yorkers. We work in the two tallest buildings in North America, and we have houses, and we're good people. Yes, we are. Yes, that is true. But in the eyes of our creator, we are all the same. And it's sad and it's tragic. But what happened to those poor people who died on 9-11 hurts God just as much as when a woman is castrated in Africa, when a woman is yeah. castrated in the Talibani or they are beaten or stoned to death for the actions of another person. So we need to keep in mind that every single creation is a spark of the divine, is God, is love, is loved by God. So that's the story I wanted to share with you today. It's a beautiful story. And it means a lot to me um, that uh, my mother was born in New York and so was my sister, but I was born in Boston and uh, mm-hmm. so was my sister. But anyway, um, so I lived upstate New York and I really loved it so much. And I remember I left when I was in 65 and I was 12. And uh, when I, I turned uh, 13 in Albuquerque and then we came to California. And then we're, by then we were into California, I was 13. So uh, it was a nine-day trip in the middle of the summer. I remember it was hot, really hot. But, you know, we came out here, and, of course, you know, New York never leaves you. You know, you may leave New York, but you always have it in your heart. And uh, at that time of the 911 thing, I was working at Harvard General Hospital in the perinatal unit with uh, uh, the babies that were drug exposed. So I was a, a comforter in oh, teaching classes goodness. and stuff like that. Yeah, it was pretty tough, but. On the way to work, um, in one September, uh, on the way to work, I kept seeing all these rays. Of, you know how the sunrise is so beautiful and all the rays are happening? But mm-hmm. it was peculiar. For three straight mornings, it was all rays, no clouds, just rays. I mean, over every – I could not detect any part of the sky that wasn't covered with a ray. And it was so incredible. I kept saying for three days, uh, going to work, did anybody see that sunrise? You know what I mean? And I said it every day. Nobody saw a thing. It was very frustrating to me, so I started drawing a picture. And when I was drawing this picture, uh, it made me very upset uh, because part of it was uh, was cool. I was doing the rays and everything. But then I started drawing a mountain that had caved in so you could see all the strata, right? 
And mm-hmm. inside the strata, I was, dry, I was drawing little red triangles, and I went, that looks like drop of blood. Why are you doing that? And I lay on the couch and cry. And then, oh. uh, then I drew three suns. You know, I didn't know I was doing like a sun. I was trying to imitate like a sunrise. And then I, there was a tidal wave in the east, and the one I, where I draw in the west that it was just still calm water, but the, but there was a tidal wave in back of these mountains in the east. And I kept drawing and drawing until the night before um, I went to a meeting. And uh, I was, we were all sharing at this meeting. And uh, when it came my turn, this is what I said. I said, hi, my name is Charlene, blah, blah, blah. And then I said, sometimes thousands of people die together. And because it's no fault of their own, they have become martyrs. And God carries them to him like a bouquet of flowers and brings them straight into heaven. And then I said, thank you very much. And I didn't know why I said that. Nobody, you know, you usually clap at these meetings. Oh, yeah, thank you for sharing. No. Everybody was stunned, including me. I just trying to get out the door without anybody talking to me, so I jumped up really quick after the prayer, and I was trying to head for the door. This, this person was trying to tell me, you said a very interesting story. I wanna, I went, oh, excuse me, okay, i got to go, and I just ran out of there. So the next so you, morning as I was putting on my clothes, the 911 started. The, the, so you, uh, the basically, you basically prophesied. Yeah. I had been drunk. I did. I didn't even know what it all was. I didn't know why I said it. I, but people started calling me the next morning. Do you remember what you said last night? I said, oh, my God, because I was hysterical. I didn't even know if I should go to work, but, but I'm at a hospital. You have to go to your, your area. You know what I mean? I felt like something yeah. might happen. Yeah. I better be at the hospital. And because uh, I really didn't know what to do. Because it, when, it when it was the first hit happened, it looked so evil. I'll never forget that. That plane turned black. And then it ran into the yeah. building. And I almost passed yeah. out, really. And then I went on to a very early, early morning meeting just to go. But I couldn't keep my eyes off the screen. Even at the meeting, I had to leave the meeting and watch the screen. Then the next one came down. And so by then, I was at work. And I was thinking, you know, is this going to be it? Is this the start of World War III? And um, then I remembered, you know, my drawing and all the rays in the sky and what I had said. So I have been very uh, hopeful and faithful that they're all were martyrs and actually they were taken to heaven and given a crown. Everybody that died yeah. in the other planes too, you know, the ones yeah. that forced yeah. the plane down to save, you know, Thanksville, save people. Thanks, Bill, and um, yeah, the Pentagon. Yes. Yes. Um, and what that do you, so that's what morning, happened. Sure. That particular morning uh, was a, a beautiful Tuesday morning. I, I I recall it because we had just finished the U.S. Open because the U.S. Open happens in Flushing, Queens at the end of the summer. And I lived on Staten Island still. And um, it was a gorgeous, glorious early autumn day. It was just the most beautiful sky, beautiful atmosphere, temperature, whatever. And I used to work for a major financial house uh, with the initials of MS. (laughs) So um, my boss used to work with Europe. 
so and my children were very young at the time, um, kindergarten and uh, fifth grade. And I used to go in at 7 a.m. so that I could leave by 3 and be home for them when they got home from school or what have you. So I was at my desk at 7 o'clock, and we were, you know, blah, 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 doing our daily work. And then um, one of my coworkers comes walking down the hallway. We lived in, uh, we worked in uh, Rockefeller Center town. And for those of you who don't know what New York is like, you think of New York as being one little spot, but really it's very large. And uh, I I worked uh, about 10 miles north. Um, of ground zero. So one of my coworkers came running down the hallway of our offices and said, something just flew into the North Tower. So we ran down to the corner office of the big boss of the floor, and we had a straight shot all the way down the Hudson River, straight to the Twin Towers. And it hadn't even started smoking yet, okay? So it was just this gaping hole, this really big hole. And I thought to myself, what the heck happened? Like, could it be like, you know, helicopters would fly around there? Like, they would yeah. always be flying around the Statue of Liberty and lower Manhattan. And I thought, holy, you know, what happened? Somebody just lost it and flew right into the towers, you know? And then the smoke started to come out, and then the realization, wow, people are dead, man. Some people are dead. That's just like, it just was starting to, like, absorb into our, you know, our minds that, wow, this this could be pretty big. So we all kind of, like, turned around, but the secretary of the big guy who had the corner office, Mm-hmm. Scream! There's another plane, and we all turned around and we saw the second plane bank hard left. Yeah. So we're north. We're about okay. ten miles north. So the towers are in full, full, full view. So we saw the second plane bank left, get into the south tower, and that huge explosion just pop out the other side. So. That was the beginning of the end. I mean, that was, at that moment, I was like, uh, this is terrorism. This is terrorism. And I started getting phone calls from all over the country and all over the world. Literally, I was calling my parents. I was calling my, because, you know, people from out of New York don't understand how really big New York is, even though technically it's kind of a small area. But it is pretty large, and uh, if I was uh, traveling <laughs> down one road, I was knocked over to the next, and that's really where my life has been ever since. So yeah, it's a it's a, it was a very uh, horrible event. I'm sure a lot of very mysterious things happened. You know what I mean? Oh, that, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I wish they would just come out with, you know, a, a book about all the the spiritual things that happened. I think we read about a few of them, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, 
when I when I went back to my drawing and finished it, uh, I actually colored in the first sun per you know red for for the killed. And then mm-hmm. I re- colored in, as it went up in the sky, the next one purple because they're martyrs. And then the next mm-hmm. one, the sun, bright, bright yellow, and they were all the rays because they all, you know, survived in heaven. You know, all the rays were all those people. And mm-hmm. um, it's weird because since I was a kid, you know, whenever the, I think the uh, the, the, the towers went up in the, the 70s, didn't they? I'm sorry, the what? When when did the towers go up in the 70s? Um, I think so. I think so. So yes. when I saw the towers go up, because see, when I was in New York, there was no towers. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when I saw the towers go up, I started worrying. I worried since they went up till that happened. You know, but how can you tell somebody? I, in my mind, I was thinking... Uh, I don't know if they belong there. It was like that. It was like, I don't, I'm not sure about wow. this. You know, and I would worry about it all the time. For years and years, <laughs> it was such a, a thought in my head. And then to look over there and there's no towers, it totally is a freak out for me, you know. But um, I have a picture on my Facebook page, so if you guys want to see it, I have a picture of that drawing of me. But anyway. Yeah, please uh, post it for us to look yeah, at. Yeah, I'm going to post now, it so we can look Char, at it. can but, I ask you? Can I ask you a question? Um, because, you know, you are a prophet. So now all these things that are happening in the world today, mm-hmm. all these evil massacres, these mm-hmm. horrifically negative things, do you, do you have premonitions of them? How do you deal yes. with this kind of gift? How do you deal with your gift? Okay, thank you. So, Good question. Okay, so I actually have an answer for you. And uh, mm-hmm. I actually, this happened three months ago, two or three months ago, something like that. I was driving down Crenshaw, and people live in the Southern California area. You know, it's just like a big street. You know, just I was driving to work. I was taking side streets to work because the freeway is too packed. So, <clears throat> so I was driving near uh, the uh, Hawthorne Airport. So there, there is an airport over there. And I was driving, and then I suddenly saw a huge angel. He was like six feet tall. He had these oh incredible, goodness. I know, I'm just telling you something that was so, it's not peculiar to me now that I'm telling you right now, today. But I was reluctant to talk about it because everybody that shows me angels is like either a puff of smoke or it's little things or I dream about these angels that really look like angels, mm-hmm. like we, we think they should look like. But this one was different. He had uh, curly uh, hair. He had goggles on. He had multicolor wings that were so big Wait, and fluffy. And they were, he they were had big goggles? Enough to... Goggles. He goggles. had goggles on his face? Like he's... Yes. Like he... Like what kind of goggles? Like swimming goggles? Well, he was like wearing goggles. goggles? No, like flying goggles. Like from the... Like World War II? Uh, yes. You know, yes. like bi-wing, yes. bi-wing I finally kind of... found a picture of what he looked like, and I and I hope I remember, because I found this actor, and he's dressed just like this uh, angel was dressed. So he's dressed the, the, he had a tight little vest on, you know, <laughs> and a tie like the turn of the century. He looked goofy to me. And I was thinking, is this 
of filming a movie. And his wings were brilliant. I mean, I have never seen some flamboyant, colorful, I mean, every rich, color, gorgeous wings. And they were muscular because they had to fly this guy. He's six feet tall. He's a man. Now, so he flew. Us, he was flying across. <laughs> was he, like, flapping his wings? Yes, he was flapping. He was flapping his wings. Did his wings have feathers? Yes. Are you big serious? feathered, a big feathered angel flew across Crenshaw. Okay, I thought they were filming a movie, so I wasn't scared. So I started observing all the other drivers. I was looking. Did anybody see this? Nobody was looking there. Nobody was worried. So I kept watching him, and he he must have landed at the airport, you know, which I thought was kind of funny. So I went, man, that was goofy. So then I started investigating because it made me feel awkward, and it made me feel like. Like, I have to report this, this big old angel. So I started stalking the airport. I went from every different direction to go by that airport. I didn't see him again, but then I was seeing how could he take off. Let's say they were rolling a camera, and he launched from from east to west. That's the way he was flying. So there was no way he could take off from the east. It's all parked cars, overgrown stuff. Uh, there's uh, uh, cement boulders stuff over there. He couldn't have taken off. There's no smooth way to take off from over there. So then I realized I saw an angel, right? So he has these multiple. So I had a, and I told a few people. I might have mentioned it on the show briefly a couple months ago. Uh-huh. But then I went, I thought, this is what I thought. Thing happened in Orlando. I thought he has something to do with that. He's trying to tell me something. So, so then, you and your gut, you and your gut, yeah, and your my gut. Heart, he was, he was telling me he was warning that me. apparition. Yes, had he was telling me about Orlando. He was trying to say something. I didn't know yet until I opened up the uh, my. Uh, I was I was looking for something on Orlando, so I put Orlando in there, and then the you know the Westboro. That that church that uh, was started boycotting the funerals of those poor, and God bless and rest those poor people that were died and the people that are hurt. Mm-hmm. There were so many because see when the, that news came on, they were still mm-hmm. inside getting killed. You know the news was on, and I was horrified and I kept crying. I went, oh my God, they're in there and they're still killing them, and so many weird things happened. So anyway, they started having the funerals and then the Baptists show up. Not the not the Baptist, but this this crazy church, the boycott this gays and everything. They hate they they said you know they they were carrying signs. God hates gays. Good that that happened to you and everything. So they were trying to interrupt the funerals. There's so many funerals they have to have, right? So mm-hmm. all these participants showed up. About 200 people dressed as angels, dressed as angels, yes. surrounded yes. and blocked their view so they couldn't see the funeral. Yes. And they protected oh. the people so they could go mourn. And I, when I saw those angels, people dressed up like angels and holding their wings up so they couldn't, they were blocking all that hatred. I went, that's what it's about. You know what I mean? That's what it's about. There's still hope. Even though that, that disaster happened and many are still happening right now, there's still hope. Some people are martyrs. And the same thing happened to St. Paul and all the saints and, and Jesus himself. They were all Absolutely. martyred, but it was for a reason. I don't think it's yeah. the right thing to be a martyr, you know what I mean? But there's a point for some reason that there, we have martyrs, and they're going to heaven, and I think they're going to go up there and pray for us 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And maybe yeah. there will be a, a world war at the end of this and end this whole thing. But there's going to be so many people praying, you know, and and, mm-hmm. and saving us and, and all that. And that's what my, to you, we're going to be saved despite all this. Something good is you know, coming out of everything. Go ahead. There there are a lot of people who are saying in the enlightened spiritual community, which I think we are both a part of, yes, that there is a big shift coming. What are your thoughts on this? big shift of consciousness that you think yeah I see stuff all the time you know what I mean and Uh I it's uh sometimes you know this has been going on for so many years when I was a lot younger and I wasn't willing to you know be out there telling everybody everything you know what I mean but I would Mm -hmm. wake up sometimes and catch something it looked like another dimension to me I would be watching it it would be Mm -hmm. I would watch it and uh, it would look like a, a clear mechanism of machines working and something going on in another dimension. And then it would fade away. But, uh, you know, I've seen, like, things that are very strange. You know, mm-hmm. my place, place I am, I used to, I usually live in haunted houses. This place I'm living in, you know, it's not haunted, but uh, so many strange things have come through here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Some odd stuff. And then I, I also have witnesses. You know, me and my friend have the same dream, and she's dreaming. She's here. She's witnessing what's going on over here. You know, I said, I saw you. And she says, yeah, you were were, – I was over at your house. I said, was your husband standing on the lawn? She says, yeah, he was standing on the lawn. This is dreaming. You know, So you have interconnected dreams. Yeah. You have the same dreams from one – a friend of yours to you. Yes. We just dreamt about her work, okay? I dreamt, okay, this is what I dreamt. I dreamt that I went to her her lab. Now, this this has to do with the ET stuff. So I mm-hmm. was in the lab with these uh, people that were really upset because they had been uh, uh, raising, uh, breeding, or uh, these uh, infant alien kind of things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's another whole story about what they are. But anyway, they're very unusual looking, but I've seen them before, so I wasn't upset. And they said, help mm-hmm. us because they, they're, they're going to die. And they did look very weak. And I said, because you're doing it wrong. You've got to swallow, swaddle them with this batting. So I made a little nest for each one and swaddled them. And I said, then you have to take a, a warm dropper with this formula and feed them one drop at a time. Okay, so that's what I saw, right? And then this is what happened. So I called my friends the next morning, and I, I, she, I said, I had a dream about your work, and you were in the lab. She said, I had a dream that you were in the lab, and I was standing outside the window watching you, and I was singing this song from Third Rock from the Sun. So she's kind of serenading this whole, I went, like, what song? And she said the song about the cats or something. I don't know what this song is to this day, but I went weird because these aliens look like little cats, little kittens. Naked ones, but you know what I mean. Naked little kittens. Oh, Isn't that odd? So that's very recent and it's very peculiar. And then more stuff's coming on. Boy, I have a lot of people that are, are on the line. Uh, oh, good anyway, for you. Anne, okay, you have been. Okay. Thank you so much, Anne. You have just been so perfect. And uh, can you message me on Facebook? I know you're one of my friends, and I want to just thank you so much for your insight and your story tonight. Really amazing. You're welcome. I truly All love right. you. You are a part of my spiritual walk and my growth as a human being. And so God bless you, you in every endeavor you that you take on. 
Thank okay, you. Bye Keep bye, in honey. your prayers, okay, Ann? Thank, Thank you, you, darling. Same okay. to you, okay, please. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, now uh, we have another caller, and it's uh, area code 914. I'm just getting ready to pick up, and you're live with the Paranormal and the Sacred. What's your first name, please? Hello. Hello. Hi, what's your first name? Hello. Hi, yes, my first name is Catherine. Hi. Hi, Catherine. How are you doing tonight? Good, thank you. And yourself? I'm doing good. Where are you calling from? Beautiful, beautiful show, by the way. I'm calling from New Jersey. Oh, yes. So uh, thank you for saying that. So did you have a question or a story or anything tonight? What did you want to do tonight? Because open mic, we know what we want. (laughs) (laughs) My show, we're going to do what we want. Okay, go ahead. That's beautiful. (laughs) Yes, Mm -hmm. owning your power. That's great. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, I have the power. Yes. That's a question. So sweet. Yeah, my question is um, regarding work. If I should work on a project, or if you see it going, who you see it going best with? um, Okay, I'm going to have to shuffle these cards. Should I give you their name? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I, this, I could give you keep their talking. names. I'm shuffling while you're talking. I've got to get the card oh, ready. Oh, okay. Great. Great. Okay, um, so tell one me. One is named you're... Sam. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. One Go is ahead. Sam. One is John. One is Daniela. And one is Albert. Out of those four who I should um, team up with. I don't um, know, man. Best. That's a big responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, this is for entertainment purposes only, and, you know, I don't want anything to rest on what these cards say because, you know, I'm just uh, thinking about something. I don't know. All of a sudden I started thinking about Elvis Presley. So does anybody have uh, look like Elvis Presley or does impersonations or has his hair in a pompadour? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's stupid. It's just stupid <laughs> and random. So. Don't pay attention. Wow, one of them does have a, there is a picture in my head of the one that starts with an A. Okay. There is one, yeah, oh wow. So he, I could see his, you know, hair and uh, I don't know if he thinks he's Elvis, but but he sure has the the look or something. So tell me a little bit about that person. Um, We worked once together um, before it was okay. I was surprised that the ending kind of threw me off. Hmm. Um, it kind of, yeah, that's, otherwise it would have been great. The ending kind of was like, what, really? You did that? Awesome. Um, oh, okay. So you so, had some betrayal there or something? Yeah, it was just, yeah, yeah, I guess betrayal is the right word for it. So I was like, hmm, do I want to walk that road? But am I being too, um, you know, Stubborn by not coming to him again since it, you know, was okay well, the first that? time. Just to... I'm sorry. sorry. I said you were really thinking about this guy. He's not one of your choices, in other words. He's he's kind of coming into the picture now in my mind because I'm kind of like grunt work over the other ones. I'm like oh, so like undecided over the other one, so I'm like, well, maybe I should go back to wow. him. Wow. 
That's weird. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to start doing cards. So I'm going to start, actually, I shuffled them, and then I'm thinking about your question, and hopefully we'll get some kind of little bit of an answer. So far, the guy with a pompadour comes to mind. Okay, so I'm going to start flipping these cards. And everybody on the line, Mm -hmm. just hold on because I'm taking them in order. So, okay, let's do this one. Just tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay, so we're going to do this in order. Okay, I'm going again. I want to do it five times. Stop. Stop. Do you think four is enough? You want to go one more? I think what we're going to do is wait and just not do that one because I have another set of cards that are the they're gorgeous oracle cards. So in the end, we'll do the oracle cards. Okay, so I'll kind of wrap up our story. So the first uh, so the first first card I got was seven of cups. Wow, okay. this is this is about you. Careful decisions. That means prosperity. Focus on a choice that has to be made. All these choices are coming, but you can't do it all. Make a choice. <laughs> that choice right Perfect. Yeah. That's, that's what it says. So you have a choice, and in front of it is this girl standing. She has all these choices. So you got to make a choice. So that so that kind of clarifies what the question was. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Lord. Okay, here's this guy shows up. He's a page of swords. Hmm. So this one person is kind of a younger guy. I don't know if he's younger than you, but he's inquisitive. He's an insubordinate, mm-hmm. so he just kind of spouts off and uh, he has a lack of respect, only because he's mischievous. And he's always asking why, why, like a kid. Why does this go this way? Why can't we do it this way? Then sometimes mm-hmm. it's just better to do it as you're, do as you're told for him, not for you. Because I think this is a subordinate to you. Uh-huh. Somehow. Yeah. Do you know somebody like yeah. that? So he's kind of childish. Yeah. You know what's really weird? Two of yeah. them have even the same sign. I can't even tell you it's the sign because they're both the same sign, too. Odd. Wow. One has so, darker hair than the other. Yeah, That's I saw the one with the dark it. hair easily. I, I saw the dark hair one. But, okay, okay, so the next okay. one is, okay, so the next card that comes up is the devil. So what this is meaning is that uh, the devil is in the details to me and mm-hmm. that uh, it's about vices. So it says temptation. It's about vice or self-destruction, that there's no easy solutions, especially uh, let's say somebody has a substance abuse problem and uh, fight the urge to succumb to the dark side or don't go to the dark side too much if you're drawn down that path. And uh, actually, I think you have to protect your spirituality, you know, because I don't know if somebody's there that's more on the dark side trying to drag you down or that there's substance abuse involved and you have to stay away from it or uh, – is this really yeah. true for anything? Um, what he recently told me um, that he did drink a lot in the past. Yeah. Um, wow. So that's what's co- yeah, kind of that's coming it. to that's my mind. Is. Okay, so wow. uh, 
So you're going to really have a big choice here. Uh, so this is a person that is uh, self-destructive. And uh, they are they working a program? Are they going anywhere getting help? Or that would, I that really would help don't the know. Situation. It's kind of a fresh, you know, pretty fresh relationship. Okay. So, so I really it's not don't like know. Your business yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would, well, I, okay, yeah. The, the, I mean, I, I, I believe in recovery. But I think mm-hmm. this person doesn't have enough time under the mm. belt. How long has he been sober or off drugs? I I honestly, he just kind of brought it up in passing, like, yeah, like, you know, it was almost like matter of fact to me in conversation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, since I really don't know him yet, I didn't want to really probe, 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 you know. Okay. Um. Yeah. Well, just I check really him out because it's up to you. Because well, the other card is saying, you know, you have these choices, right? When I said, you know, uh, when I said the devil's in the details, I would look further into that person's background and everything else before you hook up with, you make a decision. Let's put it that way. I think I do a little mm-hmm. investigating. You have to be really quiet mm-hmm. about this. It's because uh, it's none of our business, really. It's only in the card. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right, right. No, but everything you're saying is making sense. I know. And, uh, I know I'm just going to help you it. clarify this thing, and I didn't know that was a show. Okay, so now it's the two of swords. Hmm. So there's some conflicts and opposing views, and it's time for impartiality. See, the blindfolded woman in the picture connotes being impartial. So you're going to have to be Mm -hmm. very impartial and watch for statements of opposing view and stay neutral. You're going to have to stay, you're going to have to have the wisdom of Solomon, young lady, and stay very, I think this is a word to the wise, stay neutral. You know what I mean? You're going to have to dig up the facts, you know, do whatever, who's the best for the thing, and you have to go with that impartially. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna get. I don't know. I think that was sort of like the news, kind of. I'm I'm glad that that card showed up because I don't know if I would have told you to be impartial, because I always have an opinion about everything. You know what I mean? So you gotta watch yeah. it. <laughs> so I'm just glad that. So now we're gonna do the oracle thing. Cause I want you to have some, something for yourself. So I think that was all about business. You know what I mean? How you're supposed to conduct yourself. So. Yeah. To me, you know, the devil's in the details and what, you know, watch for all that, be impartial, and you got to make your decision like that impartially. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's, Which, yeah. Does that make sense wow. to you? <laughs> it makes oh, sense, wow. right? Yeah, no, it totally so, makes sense. It's a tall order, okay, so, so what you're going to do is uh, dig up the facts. Not go with what you think. Be impartial. Who has the best background? Who has the the most experience? Who has you know stuff like that. Mhm. Mhm. Okay, so I'm almost done yeah. shuffling these cards. Hold on a minute. Okay. Well, I'll be sure they're good and want you get something good here. So these are these gorgeous uh, oracle cards from Colette Baron Reed. I don't know if you've ever seen them. They're very beautiful and. Um, I'll have to look them up Thank you Yeah well if I'm going to read one for you I'm just trying to to straighten these cards out I should have done this before the show started 
I'm moving along fast. I'm trying. Okay, I'm almost done. Okay. So we're going to do the same thing, but I'm only going to pick one card. So I'm going to okay. start shuffling. And then, okay, I'm going. So pick a card. Tell me stop whenever. Stop. Wow. Okay. This is an interesting one. It's called the Dragon's Lair. And, uh, oh. I'm, okay, I'm looking this up. I don't know. Let's see. It's a gorgeous picture. It's almost like a castle. But we're going to look up what it actually means. Okay. I'm almost there. Okay, one more. Okay, the dragon It says, you are always protected and divinely directed. Wow. <laughs> okay, upright. You have a remarkable internal warning system that lets you know when things are out of alignment. You're about to enter dangerous territory, so tread carefully and be aware of your surroundings. The path you're on now is one that will challenge you to the core. That said, peril is also exciting and exhilarating. Like the danger you feel before you enter to a new relationship, knowing that you'll be changed forever, a life lived fully isn't lived only in safety. A new experience is calling to you and one that will test your courage. The choice is yours, but there's a greater value in risk-taking than in remaining unchallenged. New territories are waiting to be discovered. I like it. Wow. Wow. So what do you think? So it's encouragement, too. I love the um, divinely protected part. I I, I know. Asked, as you were shuffling, I asked, you know, let it be clear, which is the best for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I got from that was, um, you know, just kind of go with it. You'll You'll know it when it's right and take the risk. Yes. Um is is what I what I got from it and it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. So yeah, yeah. So maybe well, I'll my part of just Thank be, you. be Thank neutral. You. We've got some big messages here. Be neutral. You go with the mm-hmm. de- do the details and then um take that risk at the end of it all and make the decision. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so okay, much. Okay, you're Thank very you. welcome. So happy I'm so happy you called in. A nice meeting you. Thank you. Okay, take oh, care. Good luck you. with everything. Tell thank me how it goes. Thank okay, you. Okay, take care. Thank you. God okay, bless you. Good night. Take care. Take care. God bless you, you too. Bye bye. Thank you. Thank bye. you. Bye-bye. You're welcome. So, wow. Okay, so uh area code eight four three uh, can you just hold on a moment? You're next in line. I'm going to put a little bit of uh, music on. I'm taking a very short break, and uh, I'll get I'll finish with everybody on the line. So just hang on the line, and here's a little music. I was going to put uh, Donna Summer on there. But I think I'll do Jace Edward, and he's the angel loves the devil out of me. So let's just play that, and I'll be right back, okay? I love Jace Edward. Hold on a minute. We're just taking a break. Thank you. Well, 
But down in Texas, we get a lot of things, but things we're most known for is the gun and the Bible, which is a pretty fucked up combination. But Texas is different. When I grew up in one of these churches, had a PA a lot bigger than this one. More lights. Smaller bar. And I learned some strange things in that church. It took me a long time to unlearn. But there was one lesson I learned Sacred. Hi, what's your first name, please? Hello? Hello, yes, my name is Eddie. Hello. Hi, Eddie. How are you? Where are you calling from? I'm doing pretty good. Where are you calling from? South Carolina. Okay, South Carolina. Good, so did you have a question for us tonight or can you tell us a story? And, or what, what are you calling yeah. for, Eddie? Yeah, I have a question. Uh, question. I'm getting ready to go see my pop and he has dementia bad but he's staying with my sister and I was wondering if things were going to go over smoothly. Okay, I'm sorry to hear about that because I know that's uh, it's really tough when especially you have your, is this your dad? 
Yes. Okay. Especially it's your father. And so let's see. So I'm going to shuffle this card with that in mind. And uh, does he live near you? No, he's actually up in Virginia, in Richmond. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I've been looking that whole area where 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 you are, North Carolina, and Virginia, because I was thinking of retiring in a couple of years that I might want to go. I have a lot of friends in North Carolina, you know, near Fayetteville, and I have now friends that just moved to Georgia and other ones that are there. So I may end up out there someday. Mm. Let me see. So you're asking uh, how is this going to go. Okay, this is for entertainment purposes only, so I don't want to hurt anybody or do anything to anybody. So so please take it because this is pretty serious, okay? So, okay. you know, all right, because I don't want to hurt you in any way. So let's just uh, yeah, ask this very important question. And uh, Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to start – I'm going to just start flipping the card, like shuffling sort of. And so you just tell me when to stop. And whatever card I pull, there's going to be one that you're going to say I'm pulling, okay? So I'm going to start right now, so you oh. just say stop. Okay, let's go. So. Stop. Okay, so we're going to do it four times. Wow. You can see your dad there, the first card. Okay, let's go. Let's go again. Okay, go again. Stop. Okay, I had my hand semi on one card and going on to the other. Which one should I take? (laughs) Uh, The one on top or the next one? Semi hand. The the bottom one. The, The bottom one, okay. I think I think that's you. Okay, so now let's go one more time, and then I'll do an oracle card at the end. Stop. Okay. Okay, the four cups. Okay, so the first the first one that I pulled is actually the emperor card. And I think that's about your dad. Was he like the king of everything? It's about oh my god. The first word it says is says fatherhood, stability, business success, sturdy and reliable. He represents wealth, fame, and success and achievement and smart and business decisions. And it says you can build a thriving empire. So uh, it's about your dad. So he was he like that? Yes. It says fatherhood. Yes. I, I'm amazed diplomatic. at that. Yes. I'm just amazed this card showed up because I knew it was your dad. So he's called the emperor. So it is about him. So uh, tell us a little bit about your dad just so we can honor him. Oh, well, I could just simply say he's a December 1st Sagittarian. So, you know, he's very humorous, very whimsical, very funny, um, very loving. And he likes to tell you to do things once. (laughs) If If you get past two, you're lucky. But there ain't gonna be no three. I mean, as far as you know, that's <laughs> yeah uh, the kind of person he was is what well, was. And um, 
very good in business, just like you're saying. I mean, you know, if he has a mm-hmm. bill or something to pay, he likes to pay cash for whatever he purchases. Um, and if there's a bill to be paid or something like that, he likes to pay him early instead of paying him on time or, you know, never after. Yeah. But overall, That's I say he always wants to help people and things like that. You know, a real humanitarian, real Sagittarian. Yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, well, that's why they have him as the emperor, you know, that uh, he's a leader and does all this stuff. And he, you know, delves out the money and the smart business stuff and kind and generous leader. And uh, so it's, it's, it's your dad. So the Eight of Cups has come up that it could be uh, uh, a, a Eight of Cups can sometimes mean a disappointment and a broken heart, actually, and that um, maybe it's time to let go of a long-term relationship or a failing endeavor and uh, move on. It says, cast your bread upon the water. So it says, have faith that, to me, no matter what happens, even if you're uh, really hurt, it says in the long term, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be okay because it's going to make you stronger, but it does say that, that you might get hurt in a broken heart. Yeah, I can see myself crying already. I I'm not crying to cry. so bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. I'm just love him. Just love him. And you got to say, you know what? We're going to all be together again. You know, I don't, I, I'm just saying this is a car, but I'm telling you, I know we're all going to be together again. Because my father passed, I felt like a train ran right over me. It was so bad. And then I always wondered if he was ever going to talk to me. I never had that last talk with him. You know, I had a lot of regrets. And then three years after he died, he came to me in a dream, and he told me how much he loved me, and he was young again. And I forgave him, and we had that last talk. I didn't think that forgiveness was at that level was ever possible, but it did. It did you know, so everything's clear, so... I know that we're all going to be able to make up for everything and everything's going to be okay. It really is, you know, but there is going to be pain. Okay. So now this is a, this is another, uh, another young man. And uh, I, I think this is you because it's uh, the page of wands and you're, of course you're younger than your father and says that you have a good imagination and you're fun loving. You're a creative and you're kind of charismatic. I don't know what that means yet. And uh, anyway, when you were a kid, you were a wellspring of energy. You probably bounced off the walls. And that um, you actually have a creative skill. And that you're asked to channel your gifts. And actually, if you have a gift or a desire you're supposed to be using, it's kind of asking you to do that. And it says, uh, just uh, make your dream come true. That's what it's saying. So does this mean anything to you? Yeah, I got the bumps on the head to prove the kind of child I was bouncing off walls. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was a more cautious child, you know what I mean? I just took off to the woods and stayed out there. <laughs> but uh, so how are you not getting to uh, do your gifts or use your gifts? What, do you, what are you doing that you need to be doing? You've got the energy to do it, but now you just got to do it. And uh, I, ha- I have a bad habit of um, sharing information, which is a good habit. But um, instead of allowing people to fish for themselves when they ask me to do things, I tend to stop doing what I'm doing, you know, and take care of others a lot. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, so you're distracted easy, so you go there with them, and you're not going on your own creative path. Right. Right. Well, what do you have in mind? What is it? What do you have in mind to do? So I'm curious to find out what it is. I have um, an idea on a few patents, and since, you know, they're patents, I can't talk about what they are. No. You know, I like I like sales and um, health products, and, um, you know, I'm actually from the city. And uh, yeah. being down here is kind of challenging to, um, hmm. you know, but it's not just here. It's really everywhere because, you know, people are so into microwave things. Yeah. You can tell somebody something right now, and in 20 minutes they'll forget it. Remember back in the day they used to ask people, I don't know if it was Campbell's Soup or whatever, they would ask people what they had for dinner last night. Not too many people could answer. Yeah. Well, it's worse now. So so overall, I would yeah, basically say um, assist people with um, opportunities and uh, some of these ideas that I have to, like, you know, patents that I like to make, bring out. Well, what would it take you know. for you to get on that path and start working on your own stuff? you got to um, carve out some time, or what do you have to do? Yeah, the time and the money. Uh the money has been a challenge because of, again, not been, uh, being caretakers in a lot of ways. And, uh, but I, yeah. I basically say overall, the time and the research, that's what I really need to start applying myself to. I have been very sporadic, you know, uh, lately, and I really need to um, buckle down, you know. Yeah, because really it says and, that and, uh, you have to challenge your – you have the, the – Find a creative skill to challenge your gifts, and uh, you have to you have a great need for your uh, dream to come true. So you're going to have to be the pusher, and you got to find some time. I don't know, set aside some time every day to, to work on it, no matter what it is. Yeah. You know, to make one more little step towards what you're doing. So maybe like, I don't know if you ever pray or meditate in the morning, but maybe that's the time where you sit there and say, "Okay, I'm going to do this this day. I will." Make a list of this, 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 or I will, you know, whatever it is, you know, to do you, to move you forward in what you need to do. That's a bullseye right there. I've been saying I'm going to do that. My God, Mother used to tell me that I really need to spend more time meditating. And uh, yeah. for some reason, I, I uh, have psyched my mind up to steer the silence, and everything I know is in the mm-hmm. silence because every everything begins with a thought without. A clear mm-hmm. piece of paper, you know, you can't really see the vision, yeah. and that's exactly right. I also like what you mm-hmm. said about um, moving on, basically, is what you're saying. You know, like when yeah. you were saying that, I forgot how you said it, but I basically was seeing a, 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 a ship with a sail, yeah. and it's time for me yes. to raise the sails. That's right, exactly, because when I, it kind of hurt me too when I was saying it, but I know it is time to move on. You know what I mean? Set your sails and start doing it, you know? I think it's now a time for everybody. I think everybody's being prompted to be them real selves, you know, and really get a grip, you know? Yep. Okay, so this last one is watch. Okay, so this, I think, is a little message to you that I don't know if this is your problem, okay? Because we only know your, you know, we only know your first name and sort of where you're from. Anyway, so this is watch for boredom. That uh, 
it may take you where you don't. Just because you're bored, you may start drinking too much. Or, you know, you want to stay away from bad people. I don't know who these bad people are, but I can't. I don't know what I'm talking about, really. I'm just going to say it. So, so take care not to drink too much or do too much of anything. Don't overindulge. And you have to, I would stay, stay on your healthy route in that uh, make it a priority, you know. And uh, stay away from people that have the ill intent, even if it's just uh, for fun. I think that they're maybe bringing you down a little bit, or, or I don't know who they are. So who are the bad men? Wow, you are awesome. And that's the detriment of being in the South. Everybody down here, uh, well, I can't say everybody, but the majority of people down here are alcoholics. I hate to say it. Wow. But just about every place I've been, you know, Everybody wants to sit around and drink. I don't drink. You know, I don't care to be around people when they're drunk because they don't call it spirits for nothing. I'm a very empathic person, and that's another reason why I get pulled into other people's, uh, you know, empaths are very sympathetic and empathetic, and, you know, that's part of my situation, and that's what causes me to sometimes just go off and be by myself and a hermit, but just like you're saying, I need to, yeah. you know, really focus on what's most important to me because, you know, we all are yeah. here to assist each other, but it's all about our personal journeys also. It sure yeah. is, so, and um, I, I think you have the ability to do it and just don't waste time with those people and, because they're actually bad people. And I don't, I don't know who they are, but we don't like to say, oh, they're bad or whatever, but I just don't think they have a good influence on you. You know, it's just mm-hmm. a distraction because you're, you're probably bored. You get bored. So you got to cause some kind of trouble. So you hang out with these drunks. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so stay away from those idiots. And you don't really need to listen to what they're talking about either. I have a vision of what they're talking about. You don't need to be into that. You need to go into your meditation and go because you want to go another whole route. You know, you can actually be a leader in what you're doing. You know, and it's just and then you just got to go with. Uh, it's hard to tell a man this, but I just say you have to go in with love and with healthy healing, and you can really help a lot of people while we're doing what you're doing. But, you know, just yeah. don't get so distracted with these. It's a full-on bad men. I don't know why they're called bad men, but they are. So stay away from them. You don't need them. It's just, it'll just delay the inevitable. It's like, it's like okay, I'm leaving, and then you put the, then you put the anchor on the uh, the dock rather than letting the anchor go and take it mm. on. Wow. I'm going to write that down. That's beautiful. <laughs> oh, good. That's a good one. I'm glad I meant something to you. Well, thank you that so much, awesome. Eddie. I'm I'm so glad you called in, really. I, yes, go ahead. Oh, oh your Oracle. Like okay. Um, I had a dream last night, right? And hmm. I haven't had a dream in a while. And this is very interesting about this dream. I was coming home with my grandson. And we came and there were people in the streets like zombies, right? Yeah. They had that gothic kind of look to them all, but they weren't chasing or searching, you know, like I say, on TV and stuff like that. And no, I don't watch those movies because somebody already hit me over the head with that. But anyway, they seemed to me that they were in the early stages of it. So they were like three children. I brought them in the house and something in me said that I could help and I tried to mineralize, oxygenize, and 
something else. But it, basically, I wanted to create some kind of vitamins or something like that that would help them. So there was a little girl, and she was following me around. So I figured that maybe she's meant to be the first one. While I was striving to give her this antidote that I was creating, she kind of laid her head back on my shoulder, and she bit me. Now, this is the interesting wow. part of it also. Yeah, this is the interesting part of it also. I could not move. You know about the succubus and all of that kind of stuff? Yes, yes. Okay, okay. So it wasn't sexual or anything like that. The only reason why I'm, I'm speaking to that is because of the fact that when those energies grab you, you can't basically move your body. Right. So I was like, I was almost conscious, but because of I was being held because they really wanted me to see this, and maybe I shouldn't have talked about the succubus or whatever, but that's what it basically was kind of like feeling like. I couldn't yeah. move. So I don't know if Spirit wanted me to really get it or, you know, that was that energy and maybe that's what it was trying to do, you know, meaning take my energy from me in another way because that's basically what those things do is just in a sexual way they take your energy. Yeah. But being that, and, 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 the, and the girl was biting me like on my shoulder, not necessarily directly on my neck, but it was like on my shoulder. Wow. You know what, I have a, this is a, I think this is an important dream, and I have a friend that does professionally, you've heard of uh, Lauren Lawrence, she does dream analysis, and she's in New York, anyway, uh, she's also my friend, and she's a friend of mine on Facebook, so uh, can you friend me on Facebook, and message Uh, me, or somehow message me so I can get to you, is this your phone number? Yes. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Man, I have too much stuff and not a pen. Okay, uh, so do you have a pen? Yes. Okay, this is how you spell my name. C-H-A-R-Y-L-E-N-E. And then Simpson, as I am P-S-O-N. You said T-H? T as Thomas, right? No, C as in cat. C as in cat, yes. C H A R Y L E N E Charlene, and then my middle I use my middle name is Simpson S I M P S O N, and then McCain M C C A I N. So friend me and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get you. This dream is I think is important and Lauren Lawrence can tell you. She's a she's that celebrity nightmare coder person. Mm-hmm. So she, it might even end up in the newspaper if you want to talk to her about it, because I think it's very interesting. M C A like like the um, M C C A I N, just like McCain. Yeah, exactly. Or you can, or you can go to the paranormal and the sacred, and I, I and leave me a message there too, and that's on Facebook. Okay. Okay. All right. Awesome. Yes, yeah, because I want to get I a professional. I got a she's she's great, so I want you to get a professional one with that one, okay? Okay, great. Okay, so thank you. So uh, thank you so much for calling in, really, and it's very nice meeting you. And you take care, and everything's going to be all right, no matter how it turns out. It's going to be all right. You know what okay, I mean? Thank you. And 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 Fayetteville is a nice city. Um, what would you be looking to do if you came down, or when you come down? I don't know. Maybe just retire. I don't know. I just want to get a little small place and then uh, just be an artist and do this and do what I'm doing now. And then, uh, you know, I have an art degree and I'm an artist and I'm a counselor. So I might do some of that, like, you know, 
private practice or, or just art therapy or something like that. Just uh, that's all I want to do. I don't want to do much. I just want to see, see people Bill have fun. Fayetteville has a lot of nice parks. There's a big military base there, so you could probably do some counseling there. As far as the nice Good. park, there's places to draw, and there's and there's somewhat of a spiritual community in Fayetteville also. That's what I want to get into is just, you know, I love it here. I'm just saying that I was just speculating for a couple, you know, when I retire a few years from now, so it's not right now, but uh, it's interesting that you're over there. And I just had one, my friend, she lives up in the Hollywood Hills, is literally moving to Georgia as we speak. She's driving over there with her husband. So mm-hmm. and I have one of my best uh, friends and we are recovery twins almost, and uh, she's in Georgia too. So people are kind of moving over there. I think they want more trees and just not cement and cars. That's what we got over here. Yeah, California is yeah. beautiful, okay? You got the beach, you got everything. Yeah. It's gorgeous here. There's so much traffic now. I'm getting nervous, and I've never been like that. I've driving since I was ten. You know, I had crazy parents, so I was driving six years since I was ten. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's getting a little too much for me. It's making me a little nervous. I used to like driving, and I'm I'm kind of worried now. But anyway, and that's I, the beautiful I, God bless thing you. about. Let me just say this what, before go I go before you go. Okay, good. Uh, Fayetteville will probably be a better place than Georgia if you're not going unless you're gonna as long as you're not gonna move too close to Atlanta because it has traffic worse than California from what no, I've I heard. No, I can't take it. I'm yeah. gonna and go near Fayetteville. Thing, like and the go beautiful ahead. thing about Fayetteville is you can take 85 or 77 and it'll take you right to Georgia, or it'll take you up to Virginia, or to and 77 will take you to the Adirondack Mountains. Oh, beautiful. It yeah. just sounds beautiful. Okay, Mister. So so happy to have you on, and I I wish you all the best with your dad, and uh, God bless you in every way. And uh, thanks for calling in. Hey, thank you for being there. God bless you all. Okay, you're welcome anytime. Thank you. Okay, good night. Good night. Okay. Uh, so the next one I have area code eight four five. Thank you for waiting. And I'm gonna get you on air right now. So welcome to the paranormal sacred echo eight. That's you. Hello. What's your name, please. Hello. My dear. Maria. Yes. Okay. Please. How are you doing tonight, Maria? Fine, Maria. Thank you for taking me. I got a two questions. If you okay? See you okay? Where are you calling from, Maria? New York. Maria, where are you calling from? New York. Okay. So what's going on? Yes. Yes. I want to know. See my daughter soon again if it doesn't say the first question. Okay, so the first question is uh, speak a little bit slower so I can understand. Okay, say it again. Yeah, I'm See my daughter soon to find the after say. Okay, so your daughter is single right now? Yes. She's okay. So let's see, what part of New York are you in? Uh, so click up. Okay. Let's see. Okay, I'm doing, I'm shuffling these. And you want to know if she's going to, you want your daughter to get married and have grand, two yeah. grandkids. Is that what's going on here? Yes. Okay, I know. Okay, so let's uh, pick a card. So, you say stop, I'm going to start going, and you just tell me stop four times, okay? Okay. Okay, Okay. I'm starting. Go. Stop. Oh, I see him. 
How strange. Okay, let's do another one. Do it once more. Stop. Okay, do one more. Just do two more times. Okay, so here we go. time. This is really answering your question. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Here we go. All right. So the first card I picked, which is just very unusual, is about a man. And it's the King of Cups. And this man is romantic. He's a dreamer. He's a charmer. But he may drown his his, his sorrows in the bottle but he's also gentle and kind. And I'm not sure what nationality you're looking for, but he might be blonde. But I'm not sure about that. (laughs) (laughs) So I think this is closer than you think. I think she might, uh, uh, you know, she might be closer to this than you think. Um, so, but this is how how close do you want it? Like, how old is she? <laughs> Your daughter. Yeah, my daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thirty-six. Okay. Uh, well, there is a person, you know, and uh, let's see, this thing. So, do you know any guy like that? Any any person that's kind of a charmer? He talks well. He's gentle and kind. He has his faults, but he's kind of a romantic and charming guy. You know? Do you, does she know anybody like that? It's Italian. I don't think what? it's Italian guy. Sorry, get it. Okay, the, the, this, this, the first card I put, picked was actually about a man. He's the Knight of Cups, right. so... Uh, he's not a king, which means he's going to be older, but he's around your daughter's age, maybe a little bit older. And he's right. a charmer, romantic, and he's a dreamer. Right. And uh, right. he may have a little problem with the bottle. I don't know why, but I think just a little too much beer once in a while. I don't, I don't see him having any okay. problem. But he's very gentle and he'll be very kind to her. What? What's your mind? And then, okay, so then, I don't know if she knows anybody like that or is going to meet somebody that's like that. I don't know. Well, don't you guys set up people over there? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't set up. He's a guy who can set up, and they want some good. He's a guy who wants some good. Yeah, well, okay. Well, you know, she's going to find the right one. And uh, let's see how she's going to go about this. Okay, now I've got the Nine of Wands. So the Nine of Wands is a card that says obstacles will be overcome and that she imminently will be successful. I have a feeling that you yourself has also overcome many obstacles. But continue on that road because if you tell her and tell yourself, because you will have success, it's going to be all right. We're going to have a success. The guy or my daughter? 
I think your daughter oh, is look. also going to be successful. I'm thinking about her right now because it's, it's good, back good. to a female. Thank you. Yeah, so she's going to be successful and she's going to be okay. And then comes, okay, then this is her card of what you're interested in. This card is called The Lovers, and it's about romance, infatuation. Matters of the heart are always a little complicated. And that to say she, don't be blinded by outward appearance and attraction. You know, she needs to keep her eyes on the road. And uh, she needs to just keep her eyes wide open as she moves ahead. She is going to find somebody. He's close. But it is all about romance and infatuation. She'll be swept off her feet. But keep her eyes on the road. You know what I mean? Don't worry about it. I keep her eyes open. (laughs) (laughs) Keep her eyes open. This is the one day, got it. Yeah. Okay, here's this king of pentacles. So this could even be her father. Is he around? No, my husband passed away. He passed away? Well, this yes. is about a father figure, and it's the card of King of Pentacles. So it's been about an older man who's very ambitious, and he's self-employed. He does have his own business. And he has a, a long overdue reward coming, and he's working three jobs at the same time. This guy's a very hard worker. I have a feeling like he's – Is does she have an uncle like that? Like an older man, with your like around your husband's age, or do you know somebody like that? Are you I don't know. She's talking like about it. The father, the guy, my husband, you know, I work at the job. Okay, so are you? Uh, does she have somebody like this in her life, or are you married to somebody else now, or what's going on with it? Oh no, I'm not married to nobody. God did give me <laughs> just one husband. I believe it's just one husband. That's it. That's it. I, I don't. I think it's good too. So, anyway, so this is. I don't know who this person is, but it's an older person. And uh, does she have? Uh, did he have brothers, or does she have uncles, or uh, I don't know if Grandpa's still around. But is there? Uh, oh, the another? guy. I, I, yeah. Because the I guy is more near her age, and then there's another older man. But I don't know what he has to do with anything. Maybe he's going to help support the family. It's a family friend or older man. Maybe, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Well, then I'm going to deal. So she's going to be all right. She's going to get somebody, but it's not your time. It's God's time. <laughs> so I know you want those babies. She's still, people are getting you know married and having kids a little older now. Yeah. You know? How old were you when you had her? Uh, okay, so she has a little. She has a lot of time left. But gosh, my my sister number five yeah. was born when my her mother was forty two. So you know, yeah. I don't think it's gonna be that long, though. No. I don't think it's gonna be that long. So does your daughter work? I, yeah. Yeah. So uh, she needs to be set up. You guys gotta have to do more, like. You know, have just fun dating and play the field a little more, you know. But you can't uh, stop love from coming. It's going to come. It's there. It's just waiting. And I dearly, yeah, I dearly hope it's somebody you can all just welcome into the family and have a lot of love there and then have to take care of those little grandkids. So I'm going to pull one card just for you, okay? So what was your second question? Yeah. 
The second question is, is you see, I don't know when. I like to go to Italy. I don't know. So you can see oh where I go. So what kind of Italian are you? Sicilian. Oh, you're Sicilian? Yeah, yes. my friends are, the Capitanos are Sicilian, and my my best friend of 40 years, she's Calabrese. Uh-huh. So I'm Greek, They got so, it decayed. Yeah. They got it yeah. decayed, the Capitanos. <laughs> I don't think she's listening to the show, but it's true. <laughs> anyway, yeah, you know, I know. So, you know, it's a pleasure even hearing your accent. So I'm really happy you called Thank in. You. I'm picking a card for you right now. So, okay, so tell me to pick the big card. So this is a beautiful oracle card, and it kind of tells you about your life and things like that. Okay, so I'm gonna, so you pick it and just tell me when. I'll do this one time. How interesting Okay, so this one's a very interesting card It's called listening so I'm going to look it up What it really means and So listening is Give me good news Yeah, I want to know what this means too 53 is Listening Hold on one second Okay Swirling away at the back, and it's a beautiful card, and it says, an open heart will hear the message. And it says, this card represents, you're being reminded that there is a time to speak and a time to listen. Now is an occasion for listening. Pay attention not only to what is being spoken, but also to what is not being said at the moment, for the deeper message is not always obvious. Listen with your heart not with just your ears, and you'll find clarity. Receiving the listening card is a fortunate sign, and it ensures a greater understanding of your circumstances. Wow. What does it say? It says for you to keep your ears open and listen, because you're going to have greater clarity for what you asked for. But you have to listen, so you can understand your circumstances right now. It's a very yes. good card. It's a fortunate card. Yes. You know, it means uh, that you're going to go. have, yeah, so you're going to have greater understanding. So about you going, I don't see why not, but it's going to be a hard journey. So uh, you know how long it takes to get there, right? I want to go maybe the sea, by the end of the year. I don't know. It's like a second important to go. <laughs> Well, I know you. I know you want to go. I have friends that go there all the time. It's a very long trip. So you feel, feel like you're up to that trip? Yeah, I was there ten years ago. Okay. So, uh, how are you? How are you health wise? How's your health? Excuse me. How is your health? I'm okay. Right now, I got a cold. Okay, that's good. So you're okay. Uh, are you able to travel? Of course, I got the ones. You say anything uh, is wrong? Are you are you strong enough to travel? Of course. Well, good. Okay, if you're strong enough to travel and can take it, I can see you going there. So you got to be positive. Why well, you say something is wrong? Am I not strong? No, no. I just wanted. To, I'm just asking you. If you're up for the trip, I don't see why not. Thank you know God. I mean? 
Yeah, so God thank God that you can do it. And so yes. just get ready to go, get, get in your best health. So when you take the trip, you'll be okay coming back and forth. It's just so you're on there a long time. I think it's 16 hours or something of flying. Yeah, it's about 70 hours. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of hours. So what I want you to do is just uh, wear the right shoes, wear the support hose, get comfortable, you know what I mean, and take good care of your health before you go. And then you're going to be fine. You're going to be happy while you're there. You know that. Of course. So you're going to insist The food this over way, there right? is delicious. Oh, the food is the sweet, beautiful. I love the sweet. They, oh. they are delicious. My friend and says she ate everything. Do you still have family there? Yes. Yeah. Oh, good. So my friend went, and she said, you know, like three times, she said she ate everything in sight, didn't gain one pound because it was all natural and good food. She said it was beautiful there, and the people are loving. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The people, oh, the food, oh, everything. The people, oh, they are very warm. They know how cold. Oh, I like know. Is I it, know. They never went in there? Well, uh, you know, I've never been there. I haven't been to Greece, but my family comes from Greece. My grandparents came from Greece, and... uh when I came here to they California, nice I went to the shop. I never went there, yeah, but I hear they're very nice. Yeah, the same thing. So when I left my family in New York and came out to California, I cried every day because they're so, my family's so warm, you know, and hugging and yeah. kissing. And I got to California, nothing. There's nothing going on. Well, there's a lot of things going on, like but not hugging. I was there two years ago. You For were? a week, I don't like California. They look like all of my town up and down. <laughs> all of, I know it's oh. like. Oh, I like yeah, it very well, much. Yeah, I like where you are too, because it's very homey. You know, because that's where my yeah. mother was born. My mother was born in Poughkeepsie, uh, New York. Okay, so oh. anyway, Maria, I wish you all the luck. God bless you, and uh, thank, thank you so much you for very, calling very in. Thank you very, very much. God bless. It's, thank it's you really for all the help you give and I'm going to keep you in thank my prayers and light a candle that you, everything goes your way, okay? Thank you. Thank you. Thank right. you. God bless you. Okay. Love you, Maria. You. God bless bye-bye. you. Okay, bye-bye. Love you, too. Bye-bye. Bye. Love you, too. Okay, so now we have one more to go. I think we only have one more minute, actually, to be on the air, but it's going to go on recording. So if you can't hear us, we're still going to be on the phone. So uh, I'm going to pick up 813 right now. Uh, caller uh, with area code 813. What's your first name, please? You're live. Yes, Hello? Ariana. Hi, Ariana. Hello. I love that you? name, Ariana. I'm fine. We're going to be recording in a, in a few minutes at kind of the air, but we can still record and I can still okay. talk to you. So, anyway, so uh, did you want to tell us a story? Did you want your cards read? What did you want today, tonight? I'll tell a well, I was listening to you, and I, I like the fact that you said that you get premonitions, and before the Orlando shooting happened, two weeks yeah. before I had those feelings, I had a terrible, terrible dream that was very dark, oh, like shook yeah. me really hard in the middle of the night, and I knew something was coming, and then it was that, and I saw a man walked across my porch one night and I was not, you know, it was just like a, a vision. Yeah. So I understand. Wow. That, 
there was a very dark energy. Yes, uh, you know, I think, I think right away when I heard what it was, I said this person hates themselves so much and is taking on others. And then it turned out that uh, his father uh, hated gay people, and his son was possibly gay. And then uh, I guess they took the hate. He took the hatred out on all those people, just having fun the time of their lives at the club and. You know, a lot of people killed weren't gay, and they were gay, and there everything in between. And uh, I felt the hatred, too. It's just a irrational hatred, you know. And I think that he was uh, actually dating a lot of men from there, and he just, he just felt guilted and rejected, you know. But I could feel that darkness coming. when As soon as it happened, I went, this guy's really sick, you know. And I didn't know that uh, – at first I thought – Everybody was saying it was ISIS and all that. I said, you know, this guy is self-hatred. I don't know what's wrong with him, but we no, turned out hate. that he, yeah, he has a pathological issue going on, you know. And, and when you're not accepting of yourself and your father also rejects you, you know, that's a hard thing to take. A lot of times people kill themselves. And I think he did kill exactly. himself. That's right. Yeah, so – you know, there's a high incident. I, if we just don't accept people how they are and then just love them where they are, um, there's a high incidence of suicide rate uh, among young males and females that are, are questioning, uh, you know, who they are and, uh, you know, who they're attracted to and all that. Um, I just wish uh, a long time ago, I'm open and tolerant now, but, you know, when I was younger, you know, I, I was I, I still was open and creative, but I still had a fixed idea of the way uh, certain things should go. I wish I didn't have all that judgment, you know, and because uh, I think if we judge each other, we're pushing each other away. When they need our help, they might need us. You know, you're busy, exactly. busy pushing them away because you have an ideology that's not the same, and they might, they might need just what you have to say to save them from death or from killing somebody. You know, really, it's like a plug has been, do you feel like a plug has been uh, unplugged somewhere and people are just so rude now and doing bad things all the time? It's always been like this, but it's like everybody's just really rotten and rude, a lot of people. It's like a, I know. a plug has been pulled. Yeah, it was shook me, though. Think? I mean, I think so, but you can always put the plug back in. <laughs> um, True, that's right. I also recently have been hearing, and I don't know, because I I know it's a paranormal show, so I'm trying to get some understanding. Sometimes I will talk to someone, and then when I hang up the phone, I hear this high-pitched noise. So I'm not sure why that comes like that. Have you checked? Okay. Uh, I'm just thinking of something weird, because it's happened a couple times to me at work recently. So. How does it sound, the high pitch? Does it sound like a, a let's say, electronic issue, or does it sound like a, a ringing of a bell? Either one. Like, it's like, e, like, e, oh, yeah. like Is it one ear or both ears? Sometimes it's the left, sometimes the right. I know it's not tinnitus because I was looking it up online. No, it's not. So that's why that's why I asked you if it's coming in and out of each ear. Okay. So have you ever seen a a UFO? (laughs) No, but I've been asking. I'm not a a normal person, okay? So you know, I might get something different out of it than you would. I'm not either. (laughs) Okay, good. I've been asking. I 
listen to Dr. Greer. Um, he's a man that oh, I guess yes, he's an cool. expert on UFOs. So he said we should try to contact the the people. So I said one night, okay, I'd like to um, talk to anyone or talk to maybe people from another dimension. And mm-hmm. I just had to go. So maybe that's what it is. But I said, could you please slow it down because I can't understand you. Okay. So we'll see how it unfolds. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, because uh, I've had that my entire life. So it'll switch ear. But then I've been listening very carefully. And what is, first of all, I hear a whoosh, like a fan. It goes, shh. Okay. It goes like this. Shh. And then it goes, just like that. It'll be whoosh, okay. like a fan going on. And that's when I start listening now is when the fan goes, sort of a fan sound goes on. And then it'll start from the whoosh, and it goes, ee, it could be either ear. You know what I mean? This has been going on. So I've tried to imagine what it is, and it could be like an implant or something. You know, it's not tinnitus because you'd have it like all the time or, or whatever. But I think what do you, it's When a, you say an more, implant, what does that mean? I don't know. Have you had a dream that you're abducted by aliens or anything weird happen? No. I Maybe I've, I am an alien. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. Why would they be tracking you if you were an alien? They already know who you are. Oh, that's true. So that's they, true. Why, yeah. I'm not sure why. So you're not an alien. So, but some of us are tracked. So I had heard the sounds for so long. So I actually went to a guy that he does this. Uh, he reads. He has a meters and all this other stuff. And he uses uh, a one meter to detect metal. I mean, you can use it to find nails in the wall even but when he uh-huh. was running it he has two machines that he used one he found all kinds of metal in me and i'm not aware that i have any metal in me there was in my neck it was in my head and i think in my uh, my arm somewhere he kept he kept finding it and i thought that oh, was well. I said, why does it keep going off he says either you have a lot of, you have a lot of metal in you or you're like tagged or something i went oh how you know great that's great so then he has something that, because uh, I had a feeling that I have an implant in my hand, and I, I always worried about my there's something in my head because of that whining sound. You know what I mean? So then I had he did this uh, uh, so electronic uh, it tests electronic frequencies, right? And everybody sort of is in with a certain range, and you find out what uh, I don't know how expressed it. He's a scientist, I don't know. Anyway, so it checks your uh, electricity or some kind of uh, meter reading. So this guy's a very dry scientist, right? And so he was he was very quietly doing this. So he was running the meter all over my body, you know, from the head, and he's slowly going down, and he'd go, huh, huh, that's interesting. But he's saying it really methodically and going over the whole thing. He said, I have to tell you something. I went, well, what? He said, I can't get a read on you. I said, what do you mean? Everybody has a magnetic field. He said, I can't get it to stay in one place. It's going from 250 down to five. He said, I can't get a good read on you. So what happened was I happened to tell that to my friend who works at Northrop, and she uses the same kind of meters, and she's NASA trained, right? And you know what she said? Now, she's she's almost up there with the engineers, you know. She said to me, that must explain that time shift thing you go through. And I went, what? <laughs> so maybe if you're, you don't have a magnetic field is, is fluctuating, 
maybe you're slipping in and out of dimensions while trying to get to you. I'm trying to say Probably. it's hard to articulate this. I know. This stuff I, is very spooky, so I don't know if it's real, it's Memorex, but I do see a lot of odd stuff. I see stuff from the future also. I'm still waiting for that movie to play on the back of a truck. I saw it, you know, months ago, maybe last year. It was beautiful. It was on the back of one of those aluminum trucks. It was a beautiful burnished screen on the back. It was so perfect. And then an old movie was playing on it. So I was watching it. I was trying to catch up to it, and then it went around the corner, and it was gone. I haven't seen one on the road yet. And it turns out Samsung is trying to come up with something, but it might be too distracting to the drivers or something. But I do see a lot of stuff like that. Like, uh, I don't know. I was talking to my mother when I was in my 20s. I said, Mom, I had this whole weird dream that every house is going to have a black flat screen TV screen, and every house is going to have a small computer that looks almost the same way. She says, what are you talking wow. about? That's what she said to me. I said, Mom, I think this is going to be real because everybody has one. And now look at our screens. Everybody's got one. I, I, I just think it's so odd, you know. So when you're like that, you know, you do get the ear. There's only one time that I go to this group. It's a support group. It's called Zero, And it's for people that have had extraordinary experiences and UFO stuff and all that. So there was a couple, there's a few members in this group that's happened to us at the same time. So I was at my house, though, and I heard a tone like you hear in your ear. I heard it outside mm-hmm. myself, right in front of my face. And I went, what the hell? I said, you know, I heard you. You know, but I have interviewed men from the military that said that he was hearing voices in his living room, and they were talking about him. So what mm. they were doing was they were observing him from a distance. And he overheard somehow the wire, the electronic systems crossed. And he said his mother was in the living room and heard them talking too. So he has a witness. And I have a lot of witness for my stuff too. You know, so what you're experiencing is real. You know, it's just hard to. Why do they observe us though? They must find you fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) You are. You're a fascinating woman, Ariana. You're fascinating. For some reason, your genetic makeup. There's something about you they find interesting okay. because I know a lot of people don't have this sort of uh, them bugging you all the time. You know what I mean? But well, I did go to mm-hmm. um, uh, an energy medicine school, and there was a girl that said she was raped by aliens, and uh, she struggled with that the whole time we were in school. And I paid attention wow. to that, and I thought, well, maybe that's possible that she to be abducted, but she was a mess. Well, see, that's how people, well, Dr. John Mack of Harvard, he was hit by a drunk driver when he was visiting England talking, but he was an absolute wonder of a person. And he took everybody under his wing, and he started really listening to people. They were being abducted, they were being molested, they were raped, and their genetic materials were being gathered for some unknown reason. And he believed everybody. And and, uh, my uh mentor really, uh Yvonne Smith, and she's from Cal- she's out of California. But she'll take anybody's call so if everybody needs help from her, she'll take anybody's call from anywhere. But anyway, um she met up with Dr. Mack and they she learned how to do hypnotherapy and she's doing past life regressions and people are getting raped. She has she's treating it as a post traumatic stress. Oh wow. Well, because they want yeah, the babies for some reason. Wow. That's crazy. 
it is not crazy because you know just, life is hard enough without all these uh you know inner uh dimensional creatures ghosts uh werewolves and uh vampires and zombies around <laughs> it's just bad enough as it is. no i i understand I can, definitely yeah but the thing is is things are even weirder than we suspect i think we've trained ourselves not to see a bunch of stuff because when you see it you know it freaks you out so no wonder they don't show up that often you know, because we, we go into shock when we do see something. You right, know? and we're in denial. Like, no, this isn't happening. I see that. <laughs> right, and that's that happens a lot because when I, I did see a UFO, uh, me and my best friend and my sister, and uh, we all forgot all, totally about it until a weird coincidence hit and reminded me that it was happening. And then me and my friend became aware. We've been friends for 40 years, so we've kind of grown up together. But anyway... Me and my friend realized that things were happening all the time. In the day, we thought we were just, we used to go party and all that, so we just thought we were drunk. We had a lot of weird <laughs> things going on. And we thought, oh, right. yeah, chuck it up to tequila, you know. And then when we saw the UFO and we acknowledged that we saw it to each other, we realized that we were getting uh, strange stuff was happening all the time. But she's kind of on the down low with it because she still works for Northrop, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, – one time she went out to do some training, and I guessed her position because I have a little bit of remote viewing. I'm untrained, so that's my next endeavor, which I really would love to do, is do the remote viewing uh, training. And uh, there's guys that were in the military, and they are excellent at it. And uh, I did a little bit of remote viewing. I said, how weird. I said, okay, she was with these people, and she was uh, back east somewhere, unknown location. So I picked up that she was in Washington, D.C., and then I said, you know, you're really close to where that Mothman thing was going on. She was Mothman. So he's my favorite kind of crypto person is a Mothman. <laughs> Everybody's into Sasquatch okay. or something else. I love Mothman, okay? So anyway, I said, why don't you ask one of your coworkers? <laughs> They're all coming from all different states. And then some was from, were from there, so they knew. And uh, I guess West Virginia is right near that whole spot. But anyway – I guessed where she was. I said, ask him about Mothman because I just really want to know. So she asked me, I said, don't ever ask this again, that again. She said, man, you almost got me fired. They did, they did a big chill on her. You know what I mean? Because she asked that question. She said, you're not supposed to know where I am anyway. I said, well, how can I stop myself? <laughs> anyway. Right, exactly. Ariana, where are you calling from? Where do you live? Oh, uh, I live in St. Pete, Florida. Oh, Florida. Now, you're near the – now, I can't go to Florida, all right? I'm gonna I'm Bye. gonna get lost in that Bermuda Triangle or something else is gonna happen to me over there. Because <laughs> there's a lot of anomalies that I think that are real magnetic uh, Earth vortex kind of thing going on. Don't you? I believe that. I believe yeah, that. So I, yeah, I have friends in Florida that belong to a lot of the the UFO groups and stuff like that, and uh, they're uh, you know they say a lot of it's going on down there, but they love the weather. Yeah, they have quite a few here, and actually they travel a lot in in the state and do um, different, like, experiments or gather information. So I just started getting into it because one of the, cool. my friends works with a, a group, and they just went to a, a jail in Jasper, Florida. So, But I like it. It's very interesting. It is. It's a, you know, this, you know, since you started doing all this, you're never going to get bored again. 
there's always something to do. There's always exactly. a conference, and there's always, you know, so I think you're going to have fun meeting your people. I think so. Do you see, yeah. um, I want to ask you for just a quick card, if you could. Um, okay, yes. Just any, anything like? spectacular for me. Let me see. Do you want me to do uh, the Oracle thing? Yeah, whatever you have time for. Okay. I'll do this again. Uh, I get so many requests, so I'm going to start doing this once a month. Okay. I'll, you know, so I'm going to be doing this again. So, yeah, because i got to get up at 4 in the morning because i got to go to work. I'm still working. Okay, I'm picking your card out now. So I'm going through these gorgeous oracle cards to kind of tell us uh, like an overall view of a good message for you. You you heard of Colette Colette Baron-Reed? You've probably seen her talked about and stuff like that. Yeah. So let's, uh, okay, pick a card. Wow, flying. I wonder what that means. So it's a gorgeous picture of a horse with wings and it's it's flying. Oh man, I have a horse in my room that has You do? um, Yeah, I actually was given to me when my dad died, but we always we he loved horses. Oh I uh, love horses too. So a horse with wings, I'll horse? take it. Oh, good. Okay, what, so it's called flying. Yeah, what does it look like? It's um all carved. Oh, um, beautiful. It has a saddle on, and um, it almost looks like a carousel horse, but it's, yes. but it's carved wood, and it has Yeah, a I was wondering on. if it was a carousel horse, because this horse looks like a carousel horse. Okay, so uh, this is called flying. You have the power to see things from a higher perspective. If you were a bird flying high in the air, what would you see? When you soar above life's challenges and opportunities, a new perspective becomes available. Today you have an invisible wings that will allow you to swiftly bring your circumstances into alignment with your highest purpose. This is a sign that your waiting is over and that all your hard work is paid off and that things you'd hoped for are, are no longer beyond your scope. You have the ability to reach for the stars and find one thing with your name on it and spread your wings and soar. The angels are waiting for you. Dang, oh that's my God, that you, have a heart, you have a star with your... I feel like crying over that one. So I how do you feel I about that? I, I feel emotional, and I also felt you connect with me as well, like it was an alignment. Yes. Like you raised your frequency. Yes, and I see nice. the star with your name on it. So, you know that's. Oh, uh, thank you, the Lord. Things I things are okay. They are. Everything they you are. work for. Yeah, that's fantastic. So I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad you have a the last caller. That was a beautiful and positive message. And uh, thank you so much for calling in, Ariana. Love you. Take yeah, care nice. Of I hope you keep doing your radio show. It's really good. And Thank I like okay. the ladies from Italy. That... Oh, Take she's care. wonderful. <laughs> I can too. <laughs> All right, bye. Okay. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. God bless you. Bye-bye. God bless you too. God bless you. Love you. Okay. So 
That's it for tonight. I I just think this is the wonderful piece of people that have called in tonight. Uh, I'm almost speechless with this whole thing, and uh, it's been a beautiful night. And I want to thank everybody. I want to thank Eddie. I'm thinking about him and his father, Adriana and Catherine, and you know just everybody that called in and Ann. And uh, thank you guys so much for just calling in, and you know it just it's just nice to to hear from people all over every from everywhere and all your interesting experiences and that, you know, we're all in this together. You're not by yourself. And that's as one of my mentors said, uh, read the bottom of this book on page 181. And it says on the bottom of that book, 181, it says your heavenly father will never let you down. And that's what I depend on every day. So I'm just telling you that your heavenly father will never let you down. So follow links to contact me. You can leave me a message. You would like to be part of our show for general help and assistance. I want to thank all of our people, the calls in and listeners that are the best in the world. And this show is archived. You can listen to it again and again. Remember to tell your friends. I'll be back next week. And the paranormal sacred is a place where the unheard may be heard. And please recommend us to your friends and family. God bless you. May your best dreams come true and true love live in your heart. Love you. Bye-bye.